Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. All right, everyone, we are back for week two. I repeat, <laughs> we are back for week two of rap and mimosas everybody i am super excited to be on this second episode of my first podcast and of course you guys know i'm trying to bring you guys a new guest every week someone who has great content who got that fire okay and this week we're gonna talk about business we're gonna talk about business and life you know last week we talked about manifestations but i can't be here without introducing my mentor Okay, the woman who does it all, has seen it all, okay, who knows it all. And if she don't know it, she knows someone who does know it. Pretty much. Okay. Everybody give it up for, please, for Miss Genevieve. Dun-da-da-da. Woo! Hey, it's Jen. Jen, tell the people who you are. Hey, so it's Jen. That is Genevieve Carvel Harris, and I'm capacity building strategist. So what that means is that I help people get from point A to point B. You want money and just don't know how to get it? I help you. I'm the money lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have an idea and you're trying to make that idea profitable, then essentially you say, hey, and I'm like, it's Jen, and I'm going to help you get your life together. So that's what I do, ma'am. So happy to be on the show. Now, there was something you said that's super important. You said you help people get to the what now? To the money. Say it one more time. You help people to get the to money. the what now? To the money. She helps people get <laughs> to the money. And if that's one thing everyone likes to get to, and get to in a timely manner, yeah, it's going to be the, the money. money. The money. <laughs> now, before we go further into our questions, just as a recap, Rapping Mimosas uh, is just a fun concept of two individuals getting together to wrap it up about a lot of different topics. Today is business. And then on top of that, right, we like to wrap at the end, okay, about our topic. So today's topic is going to be entrepreneurship and business. Keep in mind, there are no record deals that are going to be come gotten on, from this. On. This is just to have fun. <laughs> I teach public speaking, so this is a great way to increase that creativity and think on the spot. There is literally no pressure here. I don't want no one judging my bars. Understand mine either. Okay. And don't send me no DMs either. Okay. I ain't no rapper. I make money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i make dollars and cents y'all could drop bars if you want to yes she (laughs) makes money so before we go any further get to the deep questions because i know people like she make money what does that mean she makes money what money does she make how does she make the money how can i make the money with jen okay jen tell the people how did you get involved into entrepreneurship in the first place what's your like role here how did you what you know what's your what's your story yeah how did how we got here how do we get here okay so well essentially entrepreneurship for me started when i was about nine Mm. years old so what i used to do is i used to be a part of a young entrepreneurs group and i used to make bracelets like beaded bracelets ah yes i remember Mm -hmm. those and so my teacher actually used to let us sell them like for birthdays and for Christmas and Valentine's Day and everything. But, you know, you get away from that because I didn't have anybody around me that was an entrepreneur. Mm. So even though I was in Aventura, 
for school and they all had like their parents were all entrepreneurs. My parents weren't entrepreneurs. My parents worked jobs, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine. Shout out to all the employees. I just did not grow up seeing entrepreneurship, right? And so um, that kind of just looks like a dream that has to die. So I decided around 10. So mind you, I start entrepreneurship at 9. And by 10, I'm already like, I'm going to law school. So I was Uh like, I'm going to be a lawyer. So I stayed with that from the time that I was 10 um, all the way until the time that I was about 21 when I went through my first year of law school. And I was just like, this is not it. Like, Mm. this isn't it. And then go figure, I would end up going back to entrepreneurship, started doing some community development, learning how to write grants, learning how to help people get into college and all of that. And next thing you know, um, I actually just started helping other people do what I had taught myself to do. And that's where it all started, capacity building, helping people raise money, helping them develop strategies, and the rest is history. So that's what I've been doing, helping people get their money together as I get my money. And boy, does she do it well. (laughs) Okay, so here's my question, Uh right? Uh, Capacity building and this whole idea of strategy, Mm -hmm. if you had to summarize what that really meant for people, what does that mean that you are building capacity in these strategies? Yeah. So when you're building capacity, everything has a capacity. Even if you have like a water bottle, you know, is this an eight ounce water bottle? Is it 16 ounce? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know how much you can put into something. And if you don't know what your capacity is, what will happen is you'll allow for people to pack you up with the wrong things. Mm. (laughs) And then you'll realize, wait a minute, I don't have capacity for what I really want because I let all of these other things that I don't need take up space in my life. So the reason why we need strategy is that we have to figure out what is it that's in you right now? What's Mm. that thing? What's taking up space? And if it's taking up space and it's not helping you, we got to get rid of it, right? Like a little bit like our story, right? You got to get rid of some things first to make space for what you actually want and need. And so I'm I'm helping people develop the strategy of how do I take what's inside of me and make money from that thing because really what's in you already and what you're leaning towards already is where your money's going to come from, Mm. you know? So that's why it's so important to have someone next to you saying, let's get rid of what's not profitable in your life. Um, and profitability doesn't necessarily just have to do with money, but how do you produce the best? Like what's going to be most profitable for your spirit, for your mind, you know, and for your life. So, yeah. Okay, so pretty much you get you help people get rid of all the clutter. Yeah, get so, rid of the clutter. So we can make focus. space for what you actually need. Right? So we can focus on building and putting in place the proper steps necessary to get to the money. Absolutely. Because that's the goal. Show get us the money. To the money. Yes. Okay, show us the money. <laughs> okay, right? So entrepreneurship is huge. Now, for those who don't know, uh, Jen and I met because – of me working, I was a full-time teacher at the time, mm-hmm. and we were working um, what was she, where her job was at that time. Uh, I was working with the organization, you know, volunteering mm-hmm. to do things for the youth. Right. I show up, I'm talking to Jen about all these ideas I had, and she says, well, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a teacher. <laughs> and she said, why? <laughs> why are you a teacher? Shout out to the teachers. It's just that LaShondra shouldn't have been one. There, I knew that there was more in her. And that teaching and education was a part of it, but that wasn't the end-all, be-all for her. 
Now, ironically enough, around the same time, I was in a deep blue funk of depression going to my job. I literally was just like, why am I here? I hate it here. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh. And I was crying, and I was like, "How? Do, what do I do? I don't know anything else outside of this stable environment. My checks are coming every you know, other week. Mm-hmm. I have all of these benefits that you know are great, and I'm miserable. And I don't know where to go from here to no longer be miserable. Yeah. So it became like an issue of, well, how do I stop being in misery? Like, mm-hmm. how do I actually yeah, stop exactly. this idea of misery? And then going into entrepreneurship is scary. Yes. Don't let nobody so. sit here and ever tell y'all. <laughs> very much so. It's a scary, scary thing. It's a scary thing to jump into the unknown because you want to start your dream business, but you don't really know where to go, what to do. Um, you start seeing classes pop up and, you know, with Mm -hmm. the algorithms, the minute that you start to search for one thing, then 50 million things come up and now you're even more confused, even more lost, because even if you start to, you know, spread a little coin in a certain direction, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the right coach for you or that's going to be the right strategy for you. Um, and so that's the difference between me and YouTube. You can sit on YouTube all day if you want to, or you can have someone that's actually sitting down with you Mm -hmm. trying to diagnose where you actually are at this point in time so yeah but even when you get diagnosed this the part after that is you still got to do the work absolutely you got to <laughs> do the work and that's the part that uh you know you start kind of you know like tiptoeing around mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's a lot of work and to it be is. an entrepreneur even now i'm in this space where i'm like i need an assistant i do a lot and i mm-hmm. need somebody over here talking to people for me sometimes yeah exactly. right but then you know you think about everything because it's like well i need money to pay the mm-hmm. assistant to exactly. do the thing exactly. which is i got to get more to the more money exactly right more I gotta, work more work Strategy, more strategies to yep. eventually there was a video i posted a couple like months ago but it's still very accurate on my page and it's diddy and diddy is going off in a video and he's just like i am rich to pay you so i don't have to be stressed yeah that's it that's real he said that is why i have made the money i've made so i don't have to work yeah, exactly. You work for me to do what I need to do to keep getting more money so I pay you. Right, It exactly. is a cycle. It is. Like he said, that's it. That's my life. That's and, what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> and I'm just like, that sounds great. Like he was literally like, I'm rich. And I'm going to stay rich. And I'm paying you to keep me rich. Absolutely. That's and it. And that's it. That's it. I don't, like he said, I work too hard or I work too hard to still be working. Like you got to get to the point where it's just like, I ain't working no more. Absolutely. You do. And if you don't have like that end game and a lot of people don't have that end game because they don't have a plan. They never started with the plan. They don't have a strategy. They're just doing this stuff. Like when people say stuff like, Oh my gosh, I've been working in this same capacity for 30 years and you don't see a life change. It's like, bruh, so who's going to stop these people Mm -hmm. and tell them that at some point your life has to change. Like, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expect that it's going to be a different result. Like mm-hmm. you have people who will work on jobs where their bosses will change and they don't like they'll watch their bosses get elevated or watch their bosses get new jobs or promotions or whatever and go higher 
in an industry and they will still be sitting in the same seat that they've been sitting in for 30 years with no upward mobility. They've done nothing different. But, you know, and then I'm trying to figure out why in the world are they so upset and why they're so mad about where their life is. You've been in the same place. We can't even sit in the same chairs we're sitting in for two hours before our legs start looking crazy. So if you find yourself in the same place years and years and years, you're going to get sick of it. I think the the thing that also becomes crazy is like this idea that um, things are just going to work themselves out without Mm -hmm. you putting the effort into it. And you have to. And you have to. You have to go through the struggle. And you have to go through the tears. And, you know, granted, I don't believe entrepreneurship is for everybody. Like, I don't think it's for everybody. I think that it is okay if you are comfortable in something that has a clear pathway because entrepreneurship zigzags and it crosses Mm -hmm. and it goes parallel and then perpendicular Mm -hmm. and then it goes stagnant Mm -hmm. like entrepreneurship does not have an actual like clear cut way to get to the top and there there are so many times where I've woken up and I'm like why wasn't I just I wish I would have been happy as a teacher right like I wish because then my life technically would have had a clear pathway like and I and I'm a planner so I I feel like a walking oxymoron sometimes because on one hand it's like I like to plan everything and I like Mm -hmm. to be in control of everything Mm -hmm. but then I've chosen a path where none of that applies right None of that applies. It so it messes with me and my anxiousness, my anxiety, mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, I don't have control. All I'm I can that do way is too, send though. an email. I'm that way too. Um, because entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is great though, because it teaches you how to be a good steward of your money. Mm. Um, and to be like royal for real, because we read stories like, you know, I'm a woman of faith. So, you know, we read stories about like famine in the land and how the Kings and Queens needed to know, how to spread food out and how Mm -hmm. to ration things. And when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of take on that royal mentality because you have to know how to ration and you have Mm -hmm. to know when things are going to be in abundance and when they're not going to be in abundance and how to make sure that you got the same amount of money regardless Mm -hmm. of if it's all coming in at one time or if it's like slow and steady, you know, you have to be able to live your life like it's been the same the entire time. Okay, so with that being said, what's your biggest L or lesson, right, that you have had as an entrepreneur? Um, My biggest L would have been starting so young and not knowing how taxes work. (laughs) So um, I tell this story all the time because when I first got into the nonprofit realm, I had actually taken over the nonprofit that I grew up in. And so the nonprofit was like 25 years old, and at the time I was like 22, 23. And I did not know how the tax laws worked. And so I just started bringing in new money into the organization. And then one day I went to the bank trying to do payroll things. And they had levied, the IRS had levied like $60,000 from where the organization had not, yeah, the organization had not done their payroll taxes. And so they levied the account and it was like $60,000 gone. So that was pretty rough. And that was a big L. And what it taught me was even though you may not know everything about business, um, part of entrepreneurship is the risk that you take Mm -hmm. and the fact that you're kind of setting yourself up to fall on the sword so that you can be better next time. And what I realized was that a lot of my profitability comes from the fact that I can stop people from going through the things that I went through. Mm. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't want to do that, but we think about all of the inventors or all of the entrepreneurs, 
um, that started the path for us, we realized that they went through a lot of things so that we didn't have to. And so right now, especially as black women, it's Women's History Month. Hey, y'all. Women's History Um, You know, what happens is we, we are really the trailblazers. And so one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my life is be okay with the fact that you are setting the standard. And when you are the standard and you are the one that people follow, you are going to deal with all of the hiccups. You're going to deal with the pain a little bit harder than somebody else just so that the next person can run faster than you did. And that that's you are absolutely right. No one likes to take an actual L because it doesn't feel good. No. Like, it feels horrible. It feels like, I can't believe I fumbled the ball. I think I'm, I'm getting to the space now where the ball has gotten bigger. Yeah. Right. So like I'm I'm now getting to that place of, oh, my gosh, I could I could mess up and I'm, I'm probably going to mess up a, a couple of times in different areas. And that scares me. Like, I don't know. You don't want to mess up because you feel so bad. I don't want my name to be dirty in these streets. I want to be able to hire people, you know, but I'm also I'm, I'm recognizing I'm not perfect. No. So I'm not going to do everything per- like perfect. And I have to, like, stop thinking of everything. as like, oh, I can't believe I messed up to. OK, what should I have done so I can do it better? The next time, is it that I need to put someone in position to handle this for me? Is it, you know, a, a mixture of strategizing? Yeah. Um, so, because a lot of my lessons thus far has just been like making my skin thicker. Yeah, you know, sleeping on the air you mattress. Need it. and you need it. It's a humbling before. I didn't want to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell God, I was like, listen, the only thing I don't really want you to do is try to give me car ministry. I used to say that like that. I used to say because it got to a point that people were like, oh, yeah, you know, and I was sleeping in my car. And I was like, dang, is that I don't everybody's want, story. I, I said and I was like, mine. I was like, don't don't I don't want that to be my story. So I would be like, I would rather that you just like help me. And if I have to struggle in some other way or whatever, then I'll do that. But I was just like, don't don't let me have to go. Yeah, to that, to that point, because we'll read things and just swear that everybody has to go through the same path, and that's not everybody's story. You don't have to go through all of that. Um, just like get the right relationships, get the right steps. It's still gonna be hard as heck. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. Like people don't understand. It's gonna be hard regardless. So you just choose your heart and keep going. Because I don't think there's any type of preparation that could have prepared me for the things that I encountered as an entrepreneur. Right, like. It was a mental process because I went from, like, I finally left teaching. And I the, the crazy thing was I had a plan A, B, and C to the point where mm-hmm. you asked me, so what's your plan to succeed? Because you got all these plans right. of what you're going to do if you <laughs> fail. And I was like, well, it just made me feel better to have a cushion. And literally all of those plans fell through. Like, I, I got a grant uh, for my business, a fellowship. And I was like, okay, this is a sign. I'm going to go ahead and let it go. And I, I think the, the, the original amount of money I was supposed to get was $10,000. And then after I'd already quit my job of teaching, saying I'm not coming back, they said, oh, well, we're not giving 10000 It's only 5000 I was like, ooh. Then I was in school getting my master's, and I normally got like a set amount because I still had my, at the time I still had a car payment. And I was like, oh, they're going to give me X, Y, and Z dollars anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that to pay my car note, you know, up until a certain point. And I think I got $1,200 back because the credits went up that semester the same oh. time. So it went from, okay, this money that was 10000 is now 5000 Credits went up. So I only had like $1,200 or something to put towards my $395 car payment. 
Then I was supposed to move in with my grandmother again, and which was already a humbling process to live mm-hmm. on your own and be in your own space and be like, Grandma, I'm coming back. And my grandma was like, mm, are you going to be out late at night? And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the rules. And then my cousin said, well, you can come. You can stay um, in my son's old room. And I had to put everything in storage. Nothing. That room was like, I went from a big master bedroom with a huge walk-in closet to like the little, the, literally the little kid's room. It was a little kid's room. And I had to give away a lot of my clothes. I put a lot of stuff in storage. I was oh, sleeping wow. on an air mattress. Um, Humbling. Very humble. And mm-hmm. then I was like, well, I'll just substitute. But then they didn't need substitutes. So then I went through a process where I was so stressed. <laughs> my health. I, I, didn't, I didn't have health insurance anymore. Jeez. So at the same time that I didn't have health insurance, I started to go through different, like, you're stressed. So my mm-hmm. body started to act up. All of a sudden, I was get, becoming more prone, right, to certain things. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, now I got to pay out of pocket to go to the doctor for them to tell me what I already know. Yeah. And, you know, and then outside of that, I was just like, it was one thing after another to the point where, as a woman, I was so stressed. I started to experience irregularity mentally. I was done. I was crying every day. I, it got to a point where I worked once and made $80 as a substitute. And I had, I laughed at the check. I believe it. I laughed. Like, what, am I gonna do with $80? what am I about to do with $80? Mm-hmm. I was, so I said, well, LaShondra, do you want to eat today? Do you want to put, you know, gas? And granted, I had a savings, but you don't want to keep going into your savings. Absolutely. Right? So then the other aspect then becomes I apply for food stamps. Food stamps said you get $16 a month. Oh, we. I said $16 uh, a month. At for the 80, food? I don't know what you was doing with the 16 Sixteen dollars. I said, "Well, I guess I can get a Publix sub, you know, <laughs> and just, at least and once just a week, and then split it up." It was really bananas. <laughs> and then people started to do things like people knew I was going into entrepreneurship, so I had some people start like they would send me money without me asking, yeah. and I would send it back. That's now that's pride. That was pride. That's what that I, is. I was that's, like, that's I don't pride. need your money because I felt like, dang, here I am at what was I, 25 at the time? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm 25 years old and I can't take care of myself? That's sad. I don't want no one to know I can't take care of myself. I don't need your money. And literally, one of my friends had to say, LaShondra, I don't want nothing from you except to help you. Take yeah. this money, stop blocking your blessing. Yeah, Say that again because a lot of entrepreneurs need to know that because you'll think like, oh, I just need my own things. I just want to do it by myself. I just want to do it by myself. There is no doing it and, by yourself. And, you know, I think that idea of a self-made millionaire messed people up. There mm-hmm. is no self-made millionaire because even if you start out by yourself, mm-hmm. eventually you need a team to help you carry that vision. So it's not a self-made millionaire. Everybody is on a journey and you need a team. You need people that's going to have your back. And maybe they won't be able to be the person that knows the business like you. But if they can just shoot you some money to your shoot cash app, or if they <laughs> just send you something to the Zelle or pass it to you, you know, the fact of the matter is that they showing you that they care. And sometimes you just need that team that's going to care about you and have your back, you know? I mean, but the process was so humbling that I got to a point where the only thing that I could do was talk out loud. Like I had so many negative thoughts inside my head. I said, I have to compete with the negative thoughts. So when I would have negative thoughts of going back to teaching, I'm like, I'm about to call the principal right now. I said, sir, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Do you still need an English teacher? And there's nothing wrong with that either. Can I say that? Like, I think that people think that even if you want to be an entrepreneur, that you have to be a full-time entrepreneur Mm. Um, until you, like if you, if you have like the, strengthen you to just leave your job um then good for you too Uh, we applaud you 
But until you're ready, mm-hmm. right? Um, I suggest that people who are a little on the fence or whatever about entrepreneurship, what they need to do is just try to grind and do what it is that you need mm-hmm. to do. Grind from the beginning. Do everything that you need to do until you see that your entrepreneurial um, pursuits are actually making you more than what you're making on your job. At which point you're like, wait a minute. I'm doubling up right now. Mm-hmm. Let me put more effort now behind this entrepreneur gig that I'm doing, and then I'll see more money. You but, know. But also keep in mind, no matter what, you gonna there's gonna be some type of struggle that comes. Oh, with period. It. Like it's not. Period. It's like it's like you can't avoid the struggle. The no. struggle is part of the process. It's it part of the ministry. It is. You have to go through the struggle aspect. And I remember I was telling you all the things I was going through, and I was kind of like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I said this went wrong and that went wrong, and I ain't got no money for health insurance, and I lost my. I really did lose my fingernail moving out of that apartment. Like it was like I went did one last push and it was like and it took my whole fingernail off. It was like everything that could have like possibly been going wrong at that moment in time was going wrong. And here I was sending out emails, getting no response. Like everything I thought that would have been going right. My plan, my A, my B. I was supposed to do a part-time job at that time. Mm-hmm. They said, Oh, we don't need you right now. Mm-hmm. So that affected my money too. And when you yep. got financial stress, it's hard to Bruh. be creative. What you saying? And on top of that, I was getting my master's, which was a haze within itself. And I remember telling Jen all this stuff and she said, I'm so happy for you. And I was about to cut Jen off. She don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I said, this girl toxic. The things you find out on rapping mimosas. <laughs> then I said, this girl is toxic. There is no <laughs> way that she just said, I'm happy for you. I was. I was happy for you because I said you're going through the process. You will never really appreciate the end of the dream, the goal, reaching the finish line if you don't go through your process. And so I was happy for you that you were going through it so that you could really appreciate it once you Mm -hmm. reached there. And nobody was going to be able to knock you off of that pedestal once you got there. That's all I'm saying. I was happy for you. I I I was like, good for you. Mm-mm. I was not happy because I think the the thing is, and we kind of mentioned this earlier, life kept lifing. Like yeah. it was like this expectation mentally that I would have all my energy to solely focus on entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and life kept happening at the same time. So I went through a breakup during this time in the toxic relationship. I went through, you know, money problems. Of course I went through familial problems and I'm just like, how y'all want me to do? I, I looked up, I said, Lord, now, what you want now? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to fulfill my purpose or you want me to deal with drama? You ain't going to get both. Sometimes I- they happen at the same time, though. It's like you're fulfilling your purpose and you're dealing with the drama what? at the same time. I was disgusted. <laughs> I was, and I was very upset and I was like, we got to have some talk. So I started to do a lot of affirmations and I started to do a lot of like picturing exactly what it is that I needed and wanted going further as far as sustainability. Cause I couldn't stay in the kitty room for that long. I was at, I was there for less than a year and I didn't know where I was going um, after. Cause I said, well, certain things financially have to shake yeah. for me to move. And then they did. I, and I think that was the biggest thing. It's a trusting process because yeah. you realize that when you're walking in more in, in line with your purpose, doors just start to open exactly when mm-hmm. they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. It is never going to happen when you want it to. Because right. in my mind, I'm like, a lot of this stress could have been avoided. If you, this opportunity would have came during August. But then I wouldn't be able to have learned some of the things that I learned about myself. Yeah. Like, I had major pride issues. Like, my ego is was huge. 
Mm-hmm. Huge pride, huge ego, huge. The only thing that wasn't huge was the money coming in. <laughs> was the bank. I know I say that. I'm like, man, where I tell my husband that all the time. I'm like, man, I'm doing all this work. Where's my check, man? Like, where's my check? And um, I think that if you just keep on pressing, um, one thing that I found is not just that everybody who's in entrepreneurship has a struggle, but everyone has that moment where like the breakthrough happens. Mm. And it's like, it's that, it's that moment that you don't look back, you know? Um, when Tyler Perry talks about how the show finally in the snow has this long line and everybody's there, like, we know Tyler Perry, like Tyler Perry never went back. He's a billionaire now. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? He never went back. We kind of saw it with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. Like you start to see that turn mm-hmm. when it's happening for them. And then you have to still make up in your mind, like I'm never going back. But you wouldn't even appreciate where you are if you didn't go through that journey. And if you didn't get hit in the face and your pride and your insecurities and the pain that and the doubt, hurt. you know, and the lack of resources the lack of money because I'm telling you for those of us that go through seasons where we don't see a check for like a month, two months Ooh, or whatever. Just finish. Listen, one. let me tell you what happens is when your money comes, you appreciate your money. You're not out here just trying to waste the money. You're trying to make sure that you're getting the most bang for your buck and that the relationships that you have are sustainable. Like that's what you're doing because you're not out here trying to waste money. Listen. Okay. So we talked about the biggest L biggest lessons right that have come thus far what's your biggest w if you can talk about it oh we biggest w i'll talk about the um the most recent um w um so COVID was last year duh you know um and it was rough a lot of people were losing their jobs and i had experienced about it was more than 20 deaths at one time we were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. and i realized that i had two options either i was going to be very very depressed and really sad or i was going to do what was going to make me feel better and helping people makes me feel better now mind you you can't catch me right now doing nothing for free but last year when it was COVID and there was enough people struggling i coached 200 people for free last year Mm -hmm. and one of the young ladies that that i coached last year um she was able to hit her first seven figures She was able, that's for those of y'all that don't know what seven figures is, that is in the millions. (laughs) So, you know, I I often help people who are able to reach their first like five figure month or their first six figure year. But, um, I had done seven figures before, but through like contracts and grants. So I had never done, um, coaching with someone who had gone from their idea, their business Mm -hmm. idea to millions of dollars, not just 1 million, but millions of dollars from their company. And so I was able to do that last year. It was a very exciting time for That's me. That's very exciting. And so, yeah, man. So that was like the biggest W um, the money as far team. as business. Yeah, money team. The money team. The money team. I would say mine wasn't it. I'm, I would say my W, first W for me came when I was able to afford to live by myself. As an entrepreneur, yeah, um, and get a studio, definitely a W. Um, and that's a major W because before I was told you I got an eighty dollar check, and then I went to, <laughs> right. from an eighty dollar check talking about am I gonna eat today to I live by myself and every piece of furniture in this house I bought and yeah. I paid for, yeah. and you know being able to say that I was like being able to sustain myself and 
on top of that, I started to secure like a consistent contract. Like yeah. my first consistent, like we are working together like consistently throughout mm-hmm. the year for the past like year and a half to two years. That's very exciting no, to have that someone is. consistently coming back. And it's very affirming. Like people want to pay me for yeah. my gifts yeah. and like what I like to do. Um, I would say like, that's a major W for me. Like just this, is, and I think it's cause I'm so big on stability. That yeah. That was a, a big W. Mm-hmm. I think even and as think, a woman, we're like that though. Yeah, we, sure. we want stability. And a lot of times our stability is wrapped up in, in our finance. And that's just something that we don't really talk about, but it's something that we're taught. It's why we date the way we do. Oh, you know what I'm what? saying? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times stability has a lot to do with, with finance to us. Like if I don't have enough money, then I'm not stable. And I don't feel cute. I don't feel cute. I don't know. Broken cute don't always go together um, in my mind. So I'm just like, yeah, that's a that's a big no for me. So I would (laughs) say that 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 became a major W. And I also feel like I get W's like because I still work with kids. I just work with Mm -hmm. them in a public speaking capacity. So when I work with them and I actually can see their growth. Yeah. Like that's a very rewarding experience. Like I tell them all the time, like my heart is warm and my heart really do be warm. Like I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember when you first started and you would stumble and you wouldn't talk and you would stop and quit. And now you over here killing it with this awesome hook and this amazing closing statement. I'm just like, who is your teacher? Yeah, I feel that same way with entrepreneurs. (laughs) I need to meet you. Is it me? (laughs) Did I help you? I I literally, I feel that same way with entrepreneurs, especially if they're really, really scared. um, Because a lot of people go through imposter syndrome. They don't want to believe that they can because they've never seen it happen for anybody else, like in their families and everything. And so when you're the prototype, it's a little hard. So I literally am like, wow. When I see entrepreneurs who I know are struggling and didn't believe in themselves making big wins like yourself, we on her podcast right now. Understand? Um, it makes me very happy. I'm very happy about that. Listen, okay, so that actually leads me to my next statement. So I have a spiritual advisor, which you are aware of. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to mention her on every single podcast because something she says always resonates. I think I mentioned her the first episode too. So my spiritual advisor and I were talking on Saturday, I want to say it was, and we were looking at my chart and she reads me fulfilled every single time. Like, I promise you, if you like, it's every single time it's filth. I am left in shambles. Okay. Um, and in particular, we were talking and she was looking and she said, Oh, this is a great time period right now for you. Like this is a great time period. If you're doing anything creative to go hard at it, if you're doing anything when it comes out, she said, Oh, like a podcast or something. I said, I just started a podcast on Monday. Look at you. She said, perfect. Then she says a great time for you financially to invest this and that. And I'm just like, great. Yeah, that sounds great. She said, but there's an issue. She says, I'm feeling some fear from you, and I don't understand why. And I was just like, well, she was like, no, what are you afraid of? Well, I don't necessarily care for the spotlight 24-7. You know, I like to jump in and out, in and out. Like, you see me, you don't see me. You see me, you don't. She said, first of all, your energy is going to be seen regardless. So even if you feel like you're playing quiet, you're not. You can't hide. You're too bright a light. (laughs) And then she said, and then why you keep trying to play yourself like you're supposed to be regular? Come on. That's real. She said, your purpose is directly aligned to you being seen. Your brand is you. Yeah, exactly. She said, you're supposed to be vulnerable. I said, well, I said, I'm already, you know, I'm vulnerable. She said, no, not enough. More. 
more. And I'm just like, more? What y'all want? My kidney on display? Yeah, like, like what more? That's, what yeah, more do yeah. you want you from feel like me? Like you don't have anything else, like nothing else. Like and that's when like your second win comes. Like, but it's just like, well, what else? Do they, what else can I? What you want me to say? Everything. Everything, everything needs to be on display because that's what your purpose is aligned to. That's how you're supposed to meant to impact people. And I said, y'all got me effed up if you think, you know, uh, you know, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if the people want all that. They want to know all my thoughts and my juiciness and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like well, That's how people know that you're real, though, and that you're authentic. That's why we're always talking about transparency and not really hiding anything um, from people because you got to tell your truth, living your truth. How do we stop playing with our own potential? Because that that became the theme of my Saturday and Sunday anything yesterday. How I, I got to stop playing with myself, bit dog. Like like you got to look at yourself in the mirror, and sometimes I'd be like, "You tripping? Why are you playing with yourself?" Like the ideas that I've had, I'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna sit on it a little bit." Mm-hmm. No, don't sit on it. Do it right now. Yeah. How do I like? How do we stop? Because a lot of people it goes back to imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. right? Like this idea of being in a spotlight and then being harshly judged because honestly we judge ourselves and mm-hmm. we're afraid of people judging us the way we judge ourselves how do we stop though yeah you just have to do honestly you just have to do if you want to do something do it if you want to charge something charge it because what i find is mm-hmm. that when i ask the hard questions of like why aren't you charging that amount of money right what i find is that people will say oh well i can't do it so did you really work for that amount Like, was it really worth that amount? Because a lot of times we're not charging what we need to charge because we're afraid or we know that we didn't put the type of work that needed to go into that for it to be worth that amount of money. Oh, so you start to say, dang, I can't really charge that. I didn't really do nothing. I didn't really put my best self in that. I didn't really do what I needed to do for Mm. that. So I can't charge that. It's never really about the fact that um, like, oh, the person can't pay it. Because mm. you see what the people can pay for. If someone wants something, even if they come to you on a payment plan, they still are going to pay and invest in that, mm-hmm. right? So nobody goes into um, into a house like they want to buy the house, and they're like, oh, you know, I can't buy this. You already know you can't afford that $500,000 house or that $300,000 house. If the banks are going to take a deposit on it, you can take a deposit on what you're selling too mm. and put that person on payment plans. Like People are used to payment plans. But sometimes you won't even charge something that's worthy of a payment plan because you don't think that you put the adequate um, effort behind it in the first place for it to matter. So you know that you did that overnight or that you have typos or that you did whatever. So when someone tells you that that information should cost $25, you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to charge $9.99. We had, I didn't do what I needed to do. But you know what? The other struggle too that we had is that I was like putting in all this work and then I, okay, so I have an uh, uh, online course, right, teaching public speaking, and I recorded, like, videos. I sat, designed a whole curriculum. I made other videos, instructed people what to do, uploaded everything, X, Y, and Z, and it was a six-week course, and when I talked to Jen about it, Jen was like, okay, so how much do you think about charge? I was like, Maybe a hundred. I, I think I said fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. I said for all 50, of that work. I thought I said fifty dollars for six weeks. Crazy. Fifty dollars for six weeks, and it wasn't so much that I didn't put in the work. In this instance, it literally was 
I felt like other people wouldn't see the value. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see the, like, even I felt like it, like it, people really about to pay to hear me talk to them about public speaking mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. me. And then it goes back to just this constant, like inferior feeling yeah. on the inside of Absolutely. like, am I good enough? Mm-hmm. Like, are people really about to pay me? Yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes. Pay you. They and will you pay teach you them how to pay you. You teach them. If you teach them, I'm going to give you a bunch of value and it's going to be nothing. Then they're going to anticipate that you're always going to charge them nothing for your time. Cause your time is money. Your time is money. The mm. fact that we're on this call right now, this is time that I give because I love her. And so I share with you, but the truth of the matter is if you try to call me and talk for an hour, that costs money. It's just the way it is. It does. How much it costs to talk to you for an hour? Oh, Jesus. Well, you know, right now I'm running a I'm running a very nice special for the internet people, you Ooh. know, who find me. So if you find me and you go on my flow page, which is actually in my bio, then you can actually pay like $97.99 to talk to me for 45 minutes. But if you go on my page, it costs 500 And the reason why it costs $500 to talk Legend to me though. is because most times when I drop strategy, people can immediately get off of the phone with me go and do what I just told them to do and then make that money back. I had a guy talk to me um, for an hour and then turned around and made $4,000 doing what I told him to do. Now, why in the world would I charge you a hundred dollars and you're going to turn around and make four or $5,000. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. At least give me 10%. So that's why I moved up to 500. That makes sense. Pretty much. I respect (laughs) it. I respect it. I really do. (laughs) So before we we're getting closer to the wrap, by the way, guys. Y'all um, praying for me. Listen, Pray for me right we now. got a whole beat, okay? That's ready. It's pulled up. We got bars ready to drop for you guys. But before we drop, I, I do have a game that I want to play with Jen. Oh Lord, what I do? It's a word association game because y'all know I got to put a spin on rapping mimosas sometimes. So we're gonna do a word association game, okay? The theme of today has been all about business and getting to the money. Okay, and we're going to talk about ways strategically that she has that's going to get y'all to the money outside that you can book her, but she got some other products too. Okay, so the game is very simple, Jen. Okay, um, okay, so this is how it's going to go I'm going to give you a couple words, I'm going to give you a word, you're going to tell me the first opposite word that comes to your mind. So if I said boy, you might say girl, okay, if I say rap, you might say sing. Okay. Okay. Or it could be a similar word too. Like, so if I say rap, you might say bars, right? Like we drop in bars. It could be either or. All right. And then we're going to tell a story. Okay. Using those words that you come up with. Okay. All right. So it's a, it's a word association game. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, it's Jen. (laughs) Okay. All right. First word, entrepreneur. Boss. Mm, I'm liking the story already. Boss. Six figures. Seven figures. Ooh, that girl. Okay, okay. Broke. Rich. Okay. Client. Mm, Client? Client. Jeez, what's a client? What's it? Y'all help me. Y'all, y'all on here. Help I'm looking me. at the what's comments, the, trying to see. What's the opposite of a client? Or it could be a similar word, oh, too. Oh, um, if they're not your client, then they could be a coworker. Okay, so coworker. So we're going to mm-hmm. tell a quick story about a boss, six, seven figures, mm-hmm. rich coworker. 
Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So you gonna have on my on my phone is right here. Uh oh, my camera went off for a second. My bad, y'all. The camera the camera went off for a second. All right. So Jen is gonna have thirty seconds to tell a story. Okay, about a boss. This is not, she didn't know about this part, y'all. No, I didn't know. Um, this is really off the cusp. Okay, so y'all <laughs> bear with her on this evening. All right, she gonna have all of thirty seconds to tell a story, and when she tells this story, it's about a boss, seven figure, <laughs> rich. Okay, uh, coworker. That's the keywords that we're looking for to come into play. Now, this is a great game, by the way, to play because it really, once again, it plays with the mental. And y'all know, once again, I teach public speaking. Come on. So, you know we got to infuse that on rapping mimosas. So, the words just have to be present. The words just have to be present. It has to be about a boss Mm -hmm. with seven figures that's rich. And a coworker. And a coworker. Got you. And the, it, the words just have to be present. They just have to be present. And you got 30 seconds to make this story whatever you want. Bing. All right. Three, two, 30 seconds starts now. So I had this friend named Keisha, right? We actually worked on the same job making oh. from my coworker. And she was so tired of the job that she had that she said, one day I'm just going to dream to be a boss. I want to be a boss that rides on yachts. And I just got to be rich. I got to have a bunch of money. And I said, girl, just call me. It's Jen. And I will help you go from six figures to seven figures so that you can get that money. Ooh, with five <laughs> seconds to spare. But she did not come to play today. Yes. <laughs> In the virtual world, everyone should be clapping. Let me get a yes. yes. For those who are on live with me during this time, I'm just looking for a yes. Boss. I see some hearts Boss. coming up. Yes. You did good. Come girl. on, man. I was oh trying to God. get it in there. You man. did good. I was trying to get it in there. I tried to throw you for a loop. Yeah, you almost got me too. I was like, what? Dang. 30 seconds. Tell a story. Dang, I tried to Thank th- you, y'all. I see y'all with this love. Yeah, I tried to throw her for a loop, and she sat Man. here and annihilated the loop. I Come don't. on, chitty chitty bang bang. I like it. Now, Jen, <laughs> what are ways that people can get to the money? Because I see, I know you have some products. Of course, booking time with Jen is one way to get to the money, okay? Right? What else? What? What? How else can we get to the money? Okay, so literally what y'all need to do is stop what you're doing right now. Well, don't get off our live for real because I don't want us to mess up our life. But go on Instagram and follow me, Jen C. Harris, G-E-N-C Harris, the way that it sounds, H-A-R-R-I-S, Jen C. Harris. I have a link in my bio. You can click that if you want to speak to me, and I can help you start your business. If you go on Amazon, I have three books there. This book is... um, It's Lessons from COVID-19. It was like 26 stories. I was one of the 26 stories because of all that stuff I went through last year. So you can find that on Amazon. I wrote a book called Activate. So go and get that book. And then this one you just have to like DM me about. This is called Journey to Love. We wrote it for February. And it's about love stories. So for those of y'all that want to hear stories like what I just told about Keisha, then you can go ahead and get this book. From the She is the Ish uh, compilation, I'm in that book. But if you want to talk to me about business and how to get your money together, mm. go ahead and hit up that link in my bio and we'll get on the phone together and i help you out. All right, we're about to get into the rap in a second, but Jesus. one more thing, uh, and Jen, don't be nervous because the, the crowd loves you. I am you. already. Okay, listen, <laughs> one more thing, all right? I just, I'm curious. 
what is like the number one thing, if you could tell any person out there considering entrepreneurship, I know we talked about our L's as far as like knowing taxes and being prepared to be humble through the process. What is one thing that you wish every entrepreneur or soon to be entrepreneur, you know, knew about this process or knew about entrepreneurship? Believe in yourself throughout the entire journey Mm. because your money will change. But if you change too much, you'll lose everything. Mm. Yeah. I've come to realize that that's like the key to entrepreneurship. It's like like, be yourself, man. Be yourself and confidence. Mm -hmm. Yo, like confidence is like a major, major aspect of anything dealing with business because the moment you start doubting yourself, it's like it's, it's over. But the higher I elevate, like the higher everything else around me is forced to elevate too. So the more I'm educating myself, the more I'm, you know, elevating the type of people and the conversations I have, it just seems like money just keeps coming. Even the times where I do things and I feel like no one showed up, someone's still watching. And right. I just don't, and exactly. I, and I don't know. Cause I get random recommendations of people who come to me. I'm just like, how'd you find out about me? And it's just like, Oh, well, someone saw it. I was like, I didn't know that someone was yeah, watching it's the same that. Way. It's the same way. Like people are always watching you. You're always inspiring somebody. And even when you feel like you're losing the fact of the matter is that people are looking to you to see how um, they can be great. And mm-hmm. more people will learn things from your failures than they will from your success anyways, because people want to know how do I lose and keep going? That's the big thing. And a lot of people are scared to lose mm-hmm. myself included, <laughs> but I think I'm learning still consistently learning that losing is like actually really, really nice. Um, and it's <laughs> because it teaches me so much yeah. that when the W comes, there's been times I've been at the table, the food is on the table, meaning the deal, the money is being talked about. And I'm just like, Ooh, Ooh, all this money on the table and they want to give it to me. Oh my gosh. And then the money done disappeared. Different things have happened. COVID happened. Um, that was a major stall in Man, a lot of people's pockets. Real. Right. And then I, let it affect me for a certain time period where I was just like, dang. But you said something impactful to me one time was the fact that you was at the table. You wouldn't have been at the table if you didn't have the worth to be at the table. Absolutely. Some Absolutely. people don't even make it to the table. Some people, how you go hate from the outside of the club when you can't even get in? You can't get in the club. <laughs> right? So yes. it becomes that aspect when it comes to entrepreneurship too. It's yeah. like being at the table and understanding that even the times where you may not eat from the table at that time, yeah. doesn't mean that it's not going to come back around full circle because I've still had opportunities come from the moments I felt like I lost. I yeah. never lost. Yeah, you never lose. I never you lost. You never, never lose. You always just, um, most times, sometimes it's like you're just not qualified in that season to handle the victory. And I think that sometimes we need to understand that, that sometimes I'm just not ready for what that win will mm. look like. And so I would rather that it's a delayed win so that when I win, it's sustainable. So I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. You ready to rap? Girl, no, but we're going to do this. You want to go first? Yeah. You want me to I'm go a, first? Yeah, I, if, if I go first, then you could clean it up. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> rap and mimosas. It's mimosas. So we got to make sure, you know, that, right. that if, if I start or whatever, All right. you know, I'm going to do like Nikki. In um the parkas, uh, what you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, what you feel me? You feel me? All yeah. right, hey, let me. If you watching this on my Instagram live, do me a favor, real quick. Go ahead and just drop a we ready in the chat. If you ready, ready to see us drop these bars, y'all ready? Y'all ready to see us get this this rap? <laughs> we about to uh negotiate 
and get some um some contracts, some contracts. a different type of contract on the table. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to be an artist in these streets. We ready. You ready? All right. We ready. Hold on. Not I'm, really, but it's I'm about, about to, to get, be. Hold on, because it can't be wrapping mimosas without. Hold on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got my orange juice. Yeah. I got the meat without the mosa. Hold the mosa. Bars. <laughs> <laughs> Rapping we gotta mimosa. get. I know, right? We gonna we got to have a chorus too. All right, all right. So Jen, you gonna, gonna go first? I got you. Okay, I'm gonna hype you. you up. Don't you worry. You gonna hype me? I got you. Okay. Wait a minute. We can't hear it. Yeah, we can't hear it, y'all. We have a little technical difficulty. Mind you, where's we, we already did this? We already did yeah. this thing. To make sure we was ready. So we asked y'all, was y'all ready? And then we wasn't ready. So hold on one minute. We gonna Ray. get ready. So there's this great guy who, like, this is his studio. His name is Ray. You guys are going to meet him in a second because he's about to come. And he's about to make sure we got this make tech this part thing together. Because the sound. Dun, dun, dun. And I don't want to touch nothing. Y'all know, like, you a little kid. Y'all can see all Bro, these you be buttons. Like, I ain't breaking nothing. <laughs> you see all these buttons. <laughs> you see all these buttons over here. So you just like, breaking yeah. Nothing. I ain't breaking not a thing. Not me. Is that Ray? Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. If y'all still with me, put thank you, Ray, in the chat. Yes. It wasn't playing. Oh. Don't do that, Ray. Uh. Mm. Yeah, Jen. Uh. What? You feel me? Hmm. I'ma teach you how to get a bad baby. I'ma teach you how to be the bad baby. I'ma teach you how to be the bad baby. Hey, it's Jen. Since the age of nine, been an entrepreneur. I would teach the people how to start a store. You want to start a dream business, I'm your girl. Mess with me, I'll change your world. Oh, bars, bars, bars. Bars, bars, bars. Bars, I'm dropping bars. Wait for me, I'm going to drop bars. Okay. I'm coming to your store now. All in your mouth. I'm talking money now. Come to me, let's rap. And if you act crazy, I'm going to throw a trap, trap. Oh, I'm going oh. to teach you how to be a boss. Uh, Come yeah. with me. Don't get no loss. He's <laughs> dropping bars. He's dropping bars. bars. Come on, Shadi. Tell him what's up. Oh, let's get it straight. Yeah, businesses. I made them from nothing. Stacking racks, sitting fat. Yeah, speaking the bundies. Giving real, keep it chill. Most can't handle my level. Every time I come up, I encounter new devils. But I stay prayed up. Yeah, girl. Ah. We dropping bars. <laughs> it's the mimosa. Just bars. Go ahead. Let's get it straight. Yeah, businesses, I made them from nothing. Keep it real, give and chill. Yeah, y'all saying abundance. Uh, that's all I got for y'all. I got that's all I got. Where y'all at in the comments? Where y'all at in the comments? Jump back. Jump back. Jump back. Jump forward. Got protected my path, and I stay real relevant. Dropping all these times, got the foot of an elephant on these people next. Yeah, I keep them on deck. Uh, give me all the checks. You know I say it. <laughs> what was what was after check? I don't we know. breaking necks. What what? Uh, uh, yeah. I'ma teach you how to be a bag. Uh, 
I'm going to teach you how to be a bag, baby. I'm going to teach you how to be a bag, baby. Mimosa, these bars in the holster, pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who could rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 r